Ecclesiastes 7 verse 3 says, Sorrow is better than laughter, and a sad face is good for the heart. The shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. So take comfort. God validates us in the light of day when tears fall from our eyes because it's spiritually healthy to cry. And it is good when we are comfortable around others who cry. The more we take the judgment out of crying, the more whole our life will be. If we never truly cry, then we're never going to truly laugh because the depth of our sadness renders a depth to our joy. And God is the creator of emotions. For he says we are fearfully and tearfully wonderfully made. I was deeply moved this week when a friend of mine messaged me. His father-in-law is dealing with stage four throat cancer. And now the cancer has spread to other organs. This is what he said. My father-in-law is on borrowed time. We don't expect more than a month or two at most. But God is amazing and could still surprise us all. But we are now preparing for the eventuality. Sad times for my wife as she's very close to him. It's a retrospective time for us as we face our own mortalities and this crazy world's future. Well, our verses say, a thousand years in your sight, O Lord, are like a day that has just gone by, or, watch, or like a watch in the night. Ever wake up in the middle of the night and stare up at the bright stars? Doesn't it make you feel small? And as you stare up into the Milky Way, that light that you see at the edge of the Milky Way that originated 26,000 years ago. And that's not the other galaxies that are a million times farther. That's just our own galaxy. In today's light emanating from the sun right now, by the time those rays hit the edge of just our galaxy, not the other galaxies that are a million times farther, but just our galaxy, you and I will have been gone for 26,000 years. Now I'm reading this gigantic book called Brothers Karamazov, written by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And in it, Dostoevsky introduces a character who is wise and elderly. And later on in the book, Dostoevsky tells us how old this um, elderly man is. And so when I was reading it, I just about fell off my rocking chair. Dostoevsky says this elderly man is 50 years old. <laughs> so when I read that, I just about fell off my rocking chair. My pacemaker almost started. My hearing aids just about fell out of my ears. And these bald spots right here, they probably receded another two inches. Because I don't think that I don't feel like I'm an elderly man. 
Now, some of you youngsters might disagree, but it came as a bit of a shock that life is passing by, like our verses say, in the watch of the night. Verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So God isn't scared of us looking out into the universe and realizing how finite we are. And God isn't scared of us realizing that we are getting older. On our gravestones, there will be two dates, the date of our birth and the date of our death. And there will be a tiny dash in between those two dates. And that dash is your life. That dash is today. So scripture says we get a heart of wisdom when we realize how short life is. Why? Because it's then we begin to focus on what's important. It's then we begin dropping things out of our lives that waste our time. It's then that we leave these old habits that rob us of life and joy. And it's then that we begin living lives of integrity. But most important, it is then we come to realize, we come to our senses, the only way to touch eternity is through a personal relationship with the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. We touch eternity through Christ. Dostoevsky's brothers Karamazov has this beautiful quote about touching eternity through Christ. In the book, Elder Zosima, after living this amazing good life, and he's about to pass into the presence of Jesus. But before he draws his last breath, Zosima has one last speech, one last message, and he tells us the story of Job. Job loses everything, including his children. God restores Job again, gives him health anew. Once more, many years pass, and he has new children, different ones, and he loves them. Oh Lord, one thinks. But how could he so love those new ones when his former children are no more, when he has lost them? Remembering them, was it possible for him to be fully happy as he had been before with the new ones, however dear they might be to him? But it is possible, it is possible. The old grief by great mystery of human life gradually passes into quiet, tender joy. And instead of young, ebullient blood comes a mild, serene old age. I bless the sun's rising each day, and my heart sings to it as before. But now I love its setting even more, its long, slanting rays, and with them quiet, mild, tender memories, dear images from the whole of long and blessed life. And over all is God's truth, moving, reconciling, all-forgiving, my life is coming to an end. I know and sense it. But I feel with every day that has left me how my earthly life is already touching a new, infinite, 
unknown but swift approaching life, anticipating which my soul trembles with rapture, my mind is radiant, and my heart weeps joyfully. John 5.24 says, Truly, truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. And these two words, eternal life, in the original Greek, whenever you see that in the Bible, those, those words are actually reversed. It's life eternal. And I like that idea of life eternal because it gives you more of a feeling that it's such a large life, it's a life that goes on and on and on and never ends. My friend Cindy was talking to her daughter Elise. Cindy says, years ago I was preparing a kids club lesson on creation and I called Elise and said, um, I'm thinking about space and the infinite nature of it. And I thought of our planet floating in space and that kind of freaked me out. And there was a thoughtful pause on Elisa's end and she said, yeah, I used to think like that. But then I thought, what else could God fit into? I love that. So eternity doesn't bring us down. Eternity is Jesus singing to us. Eternity is a song. And Brian Dirksen actually wrote a song about Jesus singing us these words. I will be yours, you will be mine, together in eternity. Our hearts of love will be entwined together in eternity. No more tears, no more pain, no more fear, no more shame. So there's three things that you must do today. Number one, don't wait for a funeral to tell your loved ones that you love them or that you're proud of them or whatever it is you need to say to them. I have a counselor who said, People should stop having funerals because so many people wait until someone is dead before they tell them what they should have said long ago. So tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids, tell your friends, tell your grandkids how you feel about them. Make sure they know if there's any animosity between you. Seek out a counselor. Work through it so you can honestly tell them how you feel. Leave nothing unsaid and make it so that at the funeral you don't have anything to say because you said it already a hundred thousand times. And this is called healthy spirituality. This is called a God-filled life. In my life I've died three times. Not a literal death more of a figurative death. First time was when I became a follower of Jesus. I had to die to my desire to control my own life. I had to kill my own self. I had to give up control of a lot of things. And through that, Jesus raised me up and I became more alive than ever. And then the second time I died, of course, not a literal death, but a figurative death was in my 20s. 
and I struggled with depression. And I had to work through with a mentor and die to my need to be needed, my need to control things, my need to appear that everything was fine. And when I died to all of those things, through killing my old self, Christ raised me up and I became more alive than ever. And then in the, my 40s, the same thing happened. I had to work through different things. And when I died and gave up control to Jesus, Christ raised me up and I became more alive than ever. And you know, all of us are one day gonna be at the end of that dash. And we have this hope. And not only is it a hope, it's a sureness that just as in life when we died and we gave up things, and that was a figurative death and a figurative resurrection, so it is when we literally die. Christ will literally raise us up again. So let's pray right now. Dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I die to myself. I invite your eternal life to flow into my veins. Raise me up in this life and the next. I'm gonna trust you with everything. And our verses begin and I will close. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And this is all through the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last, our Lord and Savior, the eternal Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.